Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head into the teeth of Hitler's Blitzkrieg this week with Roni Ezra's 2015 Danish World War II epic, April 9th. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hello. Mike B. Yes, sir. And Danish Nate. That's the best LMG in the world. <laughs> but you pronounce it like an American, so you're not Danish. Uh. Those helmets, though. So, guys, what'd you think? Okay, I'm going to take this thing off because I don't have my no. headphones on because of the shape no. of this helmet. I can't fucking wear my headphones, so we're going to uh, put this off. Like, so he can't hear us. That's great. So, guys, what'd you think? Um, well, I, I, we usually do this uh, every time, but who has already seen this movie? I have. Oh, so I'm the only one again yes. who hasn't seen it? I saw it a long yes. time ago, and I didn't really okay. know about it, but, like, yes, you're the virgin for this one. <laughs> All right. Again. Uh, have you been to Copenhagen? I, no joke. I probably have watched this movie over 40 times. I've heard they it every time he's me. fucking seen it, too. I, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, um, I'd have to watch it a number of time, number more times to get to the love status, but it's damn good. I did like it a lot. Like, it's fucking solid. Well, then so you go first. You haven't seen it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hadn't seen it. I thought it was damn good. I, I loved that it was all about kind of like, what was the movie that we watched about the Falklands War? Oh, Ungentlemanly Act. Ungentlemanly Act, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that where it's it's just, it's about fighting something that they're, ne- they're not going to achieve. You know, like that's, it's, there's not going to be a victory. That's kind of what it's about. And I liked that that happened, that that's what it was about. It's about retreating. That's, that's, that's it, and it's just getting worse for them, and they're not going to win. And at the end of the the end of the movie, that's it, you know. And it's that's the story. And I thought it was brilliant that it, it did that and didn't try to, you know, uh, shoehorn in anything. Like you know, uh, I was thinking that I, what I smelled coming towards the end. I'm like, there. I could see them trying to put like a little, like you know, description at the end, like you know, within four years, you know, Denmark was back and and all that crap. But like. I'm glad that it just ended with the veterans kind of talking about like, mm. yeah, it was it was really fucked up, you know, and we were very sad, and uh, but thank God we're alive, you know, and uh, I I love that that kind of somberness that, um, you know, uh, what, I don't want to use the word unapologetic because I've used that word to death. Um, this is but, going uh, to be the most raw, unapologetic. <laughs> 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 exactly. But what else can I say? Yeah, that's what it was. No, and, it is, um, is a good term for it. I, 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 I thought it was really good, and I like how it's just like there's no happy endings. There's no, um, you know, it, it seemed very, uh, un, you know, avoidance of cliche, which I love. <clears throat> so that those are my initial thoughts. Well, who do you fuck do you pass the torch on to? Oh, I, I thought we only do that towards the end. Yeah, we do, but I guess... <laughs> I like guess we're say, doing it now. Go All right. Well, no, you start. start. He's just got <laughs> snow blindness. You know, it's okay. I, I do have so much. Luckily, it's going to be gone in the next fucking week. He's turning into fucking Jack Nicholson from yeah. The Shining. Oh, no, it's um, not good. I'll, yeah, it's not I'll pass good. It on, yeah. <laughs> I'll pass it on to Brian. Go for it, Brian. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I saw it a few years ago, I think 2018, 2019. And I've probably seen it like two or three times. And every time I watch it, it's great. 
it's got one or two, you know, problems if you want to really talk about it. Like there's an MG42 and it's 1940. Yeah, I, right, uh, yeah. right. You know, yeah, was, but yeah. it's really fucking cool. And, you know, it's, we always talk about this or I always bring this up. You know, you really have to conceptualize these films. And Hitler's Blitzkrieg through Western Europe in 1940, um, you know, was unprecedented in, in warfare, especially in Europe, you know, to, to really have the Schlieffen plan work. Hey, we took Paris in six weeks. Like, holy shit. You know, and these countries that, you know, had traditionally missed some of the horrors of the First World War due to a multitude of reasons um, that ended up getting sweeped over so quickly and occupied that ended up being, you know, five years of occupation um, that was really horrible for them. You know, it's really interesting to see these films that are done very well that talk about their 24 hours of fighting or, you know, their little bit of existence before they were swept over into this empire that you know ultimately would be destroyed in five years but um you know you get that a little bit with french films you get that a little bit with like especially french finnish movies as well there's a shit ton of finnish world war ii films you know it's all about them keeping their existence um but no this is you know the film about denmark and world war ii um while they were their own sovereign state you know not occupation not resistance none of that bullshit just you know this is what they did during their time of war and, you know, how do you stop the unstoppable? Um, it's great. You know, it, it just goes to show what people will do in a, in a really bad situation. And, um, you know, hopefully politics don't fail <laughs> and your little country never has to go to war that it can't win. Um, but no, it's, it's really well done on so many different levels. And it really is one of those films that goes to show you that... You know, well, soldiers in the early part of the Second World War look really fucking strange. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we always think about the Second World War with like Tommies and their Tommy helmets and Americans in their M1s and Germans with their Stahlhelms. But like when you really want to talk about the early part of the war, when you have the Dutch and the Belgians and the Danes and the Norwegians and the Hungarians and like you... Even French. Yeah, the Romanian. Like every single country has its own military in their own ways, their own customs, their own things, you know? So the latter part of the war, 44, 45, is overly represented in films and everything. So to see this very early part of the war, you know, the basically the tip of the spear of Hitler's, you know, Western Front Offensive of 1940, um, is very fascinating. You know, and this is the bookend piece to Dunkirk. This is where it starts, and that's where it ends. So um, it's just really well done all around. And... Just to reiterate, there are a few little historical inaccuracies that we'll talk about, but as a whole, it's an amazing film. And it's just mm-hmm. one that if you have any interest in war films or a passing interest in Second World War history, um, you really have to watch. So that being said, I'm really interested to know what the Danish expert knows. Um, and he's going to speak in Danish, he told me. So what do you think about it, Nate? Uh, it's like speaking backwards to me. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> No, I mean, I... I so... I didn't know anything about this film until I think 2017, 2018, um, uh, because I never knew it existed. When did you have your first and erection? Was, yes, it was it was it was 2016, 2017. <laughs> Doctor um, McCallion here is just trying to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so should I have a German accent? I, yeah, then St. Louis. <laughs> no, you should have a St. Louis accent. You should have a St. Louis accent. Uh, so, so, so. Texas German. You just have so, to say one yeah. word, and I know what Nate, you're doing. Nate just got, yeah, yeah. Nate just got was, my joke. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. No, I got it all. Um, so, Oof. 
I. <laughs> so anyway, I really, I really latched onto this film because it was always part of a history, part of the history that was never you never see in film ever. And why would you? It's about a country that lasted a day. You know, whoop de fucking do. Um, but the great thing about this film is it really does capture the whole entire day, like as a whole film. Like uh, it, it's hard to because when you look at if you compare it to other epics of you know of the same theater. So I hate to say like Saving Private Ryan, um, just any of those. It's like it's a it's a bunch of days. It's a bunch of events. It's a bunch of stuff. This is literally, I think nine to ten hours of a day before they surrendered like they they surrendered like three quarters way through the day and to show how chaotic that is throughout just half a day i think it does a very fantastic way of 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 writing and cinematography throughout the whole film and it the editing and the cinematography are perfect like absolutely fucking perfect and it's exactly what I want to see in a semi-low budget film. Now I say low budget, it's uh, $3 million. But, like, there's nothing else like it. It's, it's, it's really quite um, incredible just what it is. And I love this movie. Now I know there's a few things wrong with it. Like Brian had mentioned the 42. Yeah, I know. Um, talk with Mike B today. You know, it's just the helm- It's fine. Yeah, yeah, like the helmets and stuff like that. But like, I, I, I have never like. There are a few people on. So to compare it to this, there is only one or two that I know of reenactors that constantly post out throughout the world, and there's two of them that do Danish, and they have had to hand make everything because nothing exists anymore, and it's really quite extraordinary that a production was able to clone all the uniforms, all the buttons, all the helmets, all the weapons. Like there's, um, so me being, this is what spurred my Madsen love with this movie and going through, like there's some Madsen faux pas. Like you'll see switches from cut to cut. that will go over that go from the original Danish Madsen to a 1946 Bifong Madsen. Like there's a reason they're the cutting in between and it's so, but you don't notice it cause you're just so ingrained with it. Um, the tripod's fucky. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with it. I still haven't been able to track down why it's like that, but it's just really awesome. And there's such great character development. Music is phenomenal because it's so simple and it's so it's simple in the sense that it's not overwhelming. Um, and it just does a really, really good job. So that's enough me jerking this film off, but it is prob I no joke. I think it's my one of my all time favorites, if not favorite World War Two movie. Like there's not much that reaches that on me. Um so it's it's really, really quite awesome and I love it. Um Um and also fuck you, Mike B. I want a Danish crag and I can't fucking find one for under a thousand dollars. It's fucking killing me. So yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh so what do you think might be um <clears throat> yeah now that it's... i've put it on a pedestal for you to beat it down unmercifully i'm gonna beat so. it down what <laughs> what's with all the negative waves i'm gonna cut off your johnson it's a beautiful oh. film it's a beautiful <laughs> film um no actually uh yeah besides like what you were talking about i'll just I'll get this out of the way right away 
There's a couple technical errors, but who gives a fuck? Also, I'm not an expert on Danish uniforms and whatever, like for this time period, because there's very few people in the world that can be because of what you just said. Most of that shit's yeah. gone. And it's like, okay, we know what they have. They've got a few surviving examples in museums and whatnot. And I think that's what they must have had to pattern these uniforms and equipment off of. Uh, they, for that, for, they had for to. what for for, yeah. for what I know, they did it with museums, and then they tailored a lot a lot of reenactors within Denmark who do it. Mm-hmm. They tend to wear out Romanian uniforms because those still exist in plethora. It's the same mm-hmm. color, almost yeah. the same color, and then yeah. they tailor it. They cut it. They just tailor it and cut it to be a different cut. And yeah, it, it matches it almost exactly. So that's what I think they did for this, but I I don't have any. Yeah, and that's the thing is like so I'm not going to comment on the uniforms and gear. Um, except for the fact that they look good to me from, I've seen original pictures of Danish troops, uh, like, uh, in 1939 and 40. And yeah, I don't know. That's the thing is I just don't know. Um, there's one thing that I do know that we'll talk about later, but like, um, yeah, this film, the way it was shot, the way it was presented, the way it was, whatever is like really fucking cool because again, People don't understand that Denmark, they were invaded before France, by the way. This is in April. This is not May of 40. This is in April. Pre-Sedan. Right. And so it's like Denmark got invaded and the Danish government was like, what do we do? Like they they said in this film, and they're like, if we resist them, we're going to be viewed as more of a threat. It's just going to make things worse in the long run. And I agree with that. I actually do. Like, I don't think the Danish government made the wrong decision. Um, you know, looking at history, the Danish soldiers, their duty is to resist all threats. They were also fucking so under-equipped. Like, they had nothing. And it shows that in this film. Like, It's like, yeah, you've got rifles that are fucking from 30 years ago. You don't have ammo. You don't have, you don't have fucking food. You don't have... You don't have uh, uh, um, enough inner tubes for your fucking bicycle tires, right? You're following. You're following a bicycle brigade. Like it's not like right. you're following like you know tanks or so. You know, bicycle brigade going up against a fucking armored column with not even tank. Well, oh, I'm sorry, Brian. Just let me do about twenty more seconds. Not even, not even just like motorcycles, but like armored fighting vehicles and light tanks. The Panzer One Charlies or Panzer One Cs. What the fuck is a motorcycle brigade going to do against that? So, Brian? Yeah, just while we're on the subject, this is just very something interesting you don't really see a lot. Um, there's only two films I can think of that have bicycle troops in them. This one in Ambush, which is a Finnish film. But, mm-hmm. yeah, bicycle troops were a huge thing. Yep. Um, even till the end of the Second World War. Um, you know, the British paratroopers had bikes. They landed bikes on D-Day. They, the Canadians were going to bicycle into Con. Didn't go well. Took them seven weeks. Um you know, uh, it's just very cool to see bicycle troops, you know, because it really is not an antiquated, you know, way of moving soldiers if you really think about it, you know. Didn't, and uh, um, move a little bit faster, yeah. Did, yeah, did, oh, didn't, fuck didn't, yeah. Didn't, um, didn't 1944, that Finnish movie, was a, wasn't that a bicycle troop movie? Ambush well? is the one you're thinking about, which is a Finnish film from the 90s. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. That's well, the guy gets shot in the bridge. Yeah, okay, it's the same film. It's the yeah. same film. It it, yeah. it was translated in 1944-something. Uh, 
Okay. Well, there's 1944 yeah, we're think, Italian we're thinking Hunter. Of this, we're thinking of the same film, so yeah. Yep. Cool. But Sorry. no, it's Ambush. But no, I just wanted to mention that. You know, it's just very cool to see that. And it was very compact. And the Germans used bicycle troops heavily. There's a great story in um, Grenadiers, which is a memoir from Kurt Meyer, who was the, uh, I think he had a regiment, or he was the commander of the 12th SS. He was. Um, he, he was a battalion commander. Yep. And he, he talks yep. about how they're, this regiment of... Uh, SS troops is about to like lose a hill in Normandy. They're like about to get overrun by like typhoons and Churchills and stuff. And out of nowhere, this like battalion of here bicycle troops shows up, like ringing their bells. And it's like, you do need the help. And they show up. And like it's 300 guys that show up out of nowhere on bikes. And they're able to hold this position for like another week or two. So, you know, it's, yeah, bicycles really are very helpful to certain situations, uh, especially when you, you don't have air cover and you don't have control of, uh, the skies, it, it really helps to be able to have troops that can move quickly and hide their vehicles. So, and the Viet Cong as well used bikes a shit ton on the trails and everything, but that's another story. But the Swiss uh, yeah. still use them. Yeah. I have a 1905 you know? Swiss bike. Yep. And they got the 1970, and then they got the uh, 2001 version. Yep. You think that's a Schwinn? That's <laughs> <laughs> a Schwinn. Boom. Nah. You fuck! <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's like um, a drone launching bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a helipod. Um, give us yeah, the no, money, dickwad. The entire film is like really fucking cool. Um, and and yeah, like like uh, I think Mike and Nate and you said, it doesn't end like it's not like this glorious ending. It's just like it ends, and it's like fuck. Well, we 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 got beat. Yeah, at least we're alive. That fucking cinematography at the end is so awesome. The the final battle, it it's it's in the so town? good. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's yeah. so like that shot with him holding his hands up, and it's like, and you see down the street, like that town is fucking pimp, dude. Like I, this also, was a great the, set. Yeah, oh, the, the I love Germans this movie, dude. Also, the Germans because. Again, it's it's post Poland, but like pre France, the Germans were actually equipped and uh, um, their their uniforms were really good. They have the early war pouches. They have like the whole the gas like, mask. And, the gas mask. Yeah, tape, yeah. Uh, the decals on both sides of the helmet. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And their helmets were good. Their helmets were actually good. So they had. They must have had them. It wasn't early war MP thirty fours. Like they weren't doing that whole thing. Like you, I didn't see MP40s. any MP forty fours at all. So thirty fours. No. You saying? I know. I'm fucking. Did up. I, I? Okay. I was about to say. Did I go crazy? I thought <laughs> no. I said thirty four. Yeah. Cause but like, very, you, you, like we can't see your face, Brian. Your your fucking <laughs> shitty little fucking New England fucking weasel face. Just you know? a really random tangent. I I went to a funeral this week, and uh, it's for a very good friend of mine, and he happened to live in Delaware. He was from New England originally, so. All these people from Delaware came up, you know, in Maryland and everything, and they were at the uh, funeral, and it was very nice to see a lot of them and stuff. And as they were leaving, a friend of mine from New England came up to me, and he goes, I couldn't understand half of what those fucking people were saying. <laughs> fucking the, so you, okay. the Atlantic really, accent really, really came quick, out. <laughs> really quick, before you continue the story, you said your buddy was from Delaware, right? Which I get. Yeah. The rest of you are from New England. That's not a state. What are you talking about? Oh, well, from, from the region. He's... I'm trying to make relevance to the fact that, you know, he didn't sound like from down there. So, you know, it's just funny because, like, again, this ran into somebody else that for the first time ran into a mid-Atlantic accent. And they're like, 
what the fuck are they saying? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not the only one. It's nice. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. The, those O's. <laughs> those O's. Yeah. Those O's. Hey, brother, uh, yeah. We're going to get down here and eat some Zaw, that, uh, you know? That's not what I sound like. I was like, dude, it it's is like... It is what you sound like. It's it is like not you sound like. I sound like. It's, it's not. When you're paying attention. I just told no. him at the end of it, my buddy who asked me that, I was like, listen, it's like, you know, sometimes you're living in the wire, you know, and you just have to get to the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, like, those people are real. So... Oh. God. Anyway, not to uh, have a, a segment into Maryland, Nathan, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Except for a couple episodes, it goes back in. It's okay. Well, it's just relevant, but um, yeah. yes, so back to April 9th, you know. <laughs> He's wearing an Old Bay cap, you know. <laughs> He's from uh, Eastern Denmark. Go down to the ocean, hon. That's what you're talking about. That's mm -hmm. not me. It, does Denmark have that <laughs> island where, like, once a year they kill those whales? Or is that a different... Oh, uh, Jesus. What are you I, doing, Brian? I don't know. <laughs> what are what we are talking doing? about now? <laughs> well, it's just actually a serious question. Cause I was... Well, look, we're not talking about the Civil War in the Danish podcast, so we're okay. Yeah. We're doing all right so far. I, was just, I just know it's... In the, I don't oh, know if, what Nate, that don't jinx it. Don't fucking jinx it, <laughs> Yeah. That's not how yeah. this goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how it starts. Um, yeah. No, I mean, no. The um, I, I love seeing... Um, the early war armor in this and the yeah. only thing that mm -hmm. that that of course um you know is the 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 elephant in the room is a 42 and 40 i mean that's the right. only thing the, that's, well yeah i think the panzers yeah. are i gotta look at some better photos of them but i think they're too big because I, I don't think it's oh, a I think panzer, panzer one charlie's which were around in 40 well they were no yeah, i think they were twos i don't see any ones well, whatever that one, whatever that one with that with that machine gun with the like the almost like that kind of like any air machine gun on the front of it. What that it's that it's that uh, tank that we took one time in postscriptum, and you and Sean yelled at me for almost a half an hour because I liked it, and you guys were saying this is the stupidest fucking tank in the world. Why would we take this if we could take a Panzer? Like, what the fuck are you doing, Nathan? Why are you picking this bullshit thing? And I'm like, I love this thing. What the fuck and are you talking about? Postscript, it's okay. Anyway, the 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 point anyway, back point to real is, life. Point is, <laughs> is that it you don't see those tanks in film, like you don't. And the fact that well, no, you see the heavy like, war tanks you never see, yeah. I was curious as to like if that was some kind of mock up uh, or if that was uh, so. Yeah, original. there's a it's a two two one and a two 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 and then a Panzer two. Um, yeah, Panzer two I thought Charlie, it was a Panzer. Right? I thought it was a Panzer one. No, no it's, it's a Panzer a two. Charlie. Two. It's got okay. the, the dual machine guns. Panzer ones yeah, look, looks a little different. No, it's got a twenty millimeter on it. It's a Panzer. Well, yeah, but I mean the dual the dual guns. Um, and then they have a radio controlled version, which is a which is the two two one, and then the two 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 has a um, a, a thirty four and a um, twenty millimeter in it. Um, yeah, but these all look like made armor. There's only three two two twos left in the world, and there's two in the states and one in Europe, and none of them drive. So they're definitely reproductions. A lot of them are built off Land Rovers. So these actually are probably built off Ferrets, it looks like, which is a British armored scout car. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get we'll get there when we do the IMFTB part. Yeah, I think it is but, on um, IMFTB. Yeah, but I I love seeing that. And then no, know, it's cool. It's it's very close. You know, yeah, to what it yeah, because really it, it's but. it's not like these fucking Panzer fours that you all like think about when you're thinking about the Blitzkrieg, right? 
Dude, when they did that initially, like in Denmark and France and in fucking Holland, you know, it's like, well, no, they're very light armored vehicles and the opposition had nothing to counter them with except the anti-tank rifles. Yeah, the anti-tank rifles are incredibly important, but the big part of the German blitzkrieg at this point were the um, motorcycle platoons and companies where basically, you know, they would just find heavy resistance to scoot around it. Because who gives a shit if you hold a town and fucking if you can't get supplied, that's all that matters. You know, just, right. you know, the Germans would just find the cracks and just go th- like water through a, a fractured rock, you know, and these mobile assets were just so important. The, am- the heavy armored yeah, columns very would fast, come later. Very fast. Oh, yeah. Incredibly yeah. fast. Yeah. You know, and but only one tenth of the German army was mechanized at this point. It was mostly for the whole war. You know, it, it, it operated through horses and, and, you know, old school logistics, but the tip of the spear. Yeah. But the, the, the guys that like were the first initial forces. Yeah. Would be mechanized because they're like, oh, yeah. okay, let's go up and do this. Motorcycles, armored cars, light tanks, uh, infantry, you know, so. This yeah. is a very interesting period of time um, because yeah. basically, you know, 1918, 1919, the West is like, we won the war to end all wars. And the Germans were like, why did we lose? And they spent 20 years figuring out why they lost. And then in the fall of 39, in the spring of 40, they showed the world that they figured out, you know, how to win. <laughs> and they did. You know, it's incredible. Within six weeks, you know, April to mid-May, they basically won the war, you know? and Or sorry, the, the early part of the war, the war of the time. Because it really wasn't a world war yet. It was a European war. Because you really have to conceptualize these things. Well, dude, no, you got you to get back to September 39. You have to, because they did the same shit in Poland, right? Well, it was, it's a similar experience in Poland. Like, they, they rolled in with these vehicles that were armored, and... The Polish had armored vehicles as well, but they were like very much more light and tankettes. Tankettes, yeah, yep. exactly. And um, so this this kind of same scenario happened over and over again, but in a very small amount of time, and that's why they were able to span so much ground so quick. It's very interesting because basically, to sum up a lot of research from September of thirty nine until June of nineteen forty. The Germans were able to basically knock out Poland and Western Europe. The only thing they were not able to do was to knock Britain out of the war. But in that time, three things also happened. They lost a lot of tanks in Poland and France. Yeah. They lost a lot of tanks in Poland. It was very serious. Like people don't realize it was they, they took a lot of heavy casualties in Poland that they didn't expect to take. They also lost a shitload in France. Like a well, shitload more in France. Exactly. But the the plan what happened in Poland really affected the plans for France, like a lot. Secondly, when they went into Norway, the Battle of Narvik happened, and they basically lost the German destroyer fleet. So the German Navy is crippled as of mid-April 1940. And lastly, the Luftwaffe begins to crack and shatter during the Battle of Britain over the summer and fall of 1940. So this German weaponized machine that we all talk about from 43, 44, 45, you watch most of the movies ever made about the conflict— had already shattered three years before. You know, it was the reserves of the reserves of the reserves. You know, it's like, this is such a long period of time. 1940 was the pinnacle in like the yeah. moment and then they lost. And then 41, Operation Barbarossa, that was it. They, they won the first three wars and then they couldn't keep up. You know, like I mentioned earlier, like it wasn't a world war until really the summer of 40 when it expands mm-hmm. outside of Europe, Eastern and Western. And then it yep. becomes this big giant conflict that draws the rest of the world into it. But, you know, the Germans 
were able to win. They mechanized themselves to win a European war. And they did. But then it didn't end. And it didn't end. And it didn't end. And it didn't end. Oh, and then Stalingrad. And then yada, whatever. But this is the beginning of all that. You know, this is the very beginning yep. of, of Hitler's, you know, we've thought about it for six months because the whole planning about, um, I forget the case number of it. Because um, the Germans had like uh, color codes for everything, like fall, like case blau and everything and shit. I forget which yep. the one, I think gelb. Um, but it was a, it was a color. Um, but long story short, uh, you know, they, they, it was a lot of time to figure out how to, you know, attack the West and how exactly to do it to copy World War One or not. And, and long story short, the Germans went through the forest three times in a row between 1870, 1914, and 1940. The French said that the German army couldn't go through. So, you know, good job, 70 years of the Germans doing the same thing. Anyway, yep. um, you know. That's, that's actually very true. Yeah. It, it, it always leads to Sudan or that, that northwestern passage, you know, to France. And that's like, oh, how do you lose? But well, uh, they, they said in the film, like uh, that one uh, civilian woman said, yeah, we were Germany before, you know, mm-hmm. right. How it changes. So and so it's like, yeah, I, well, I was about to comment on that is that a lot of the Danish government didn't think Germany would do anything. And so that's one of the reasons why they weren't preparing, you know, with any trench lines or any self. Def- they weren't wanting to look like they were building up because they also it was two things. It was. A, they didn't want to antagonize Germany to say like, "Hey, we're we don't you know we're we don't want a part of this." It was also they thought that Germany didn't want anything to do with them or think they were a threat because the Danish are so close to the German people with the, with it being a former territory of Germany. They never thought that they would hold much resistance. That's also the reason why they attacked them so fast was on the German side because they thought the Danish would embrace them and the Danish didn't think the Germans wanted anything to do with them because they were so similar. And that was one of the things that I've read through people within Denmark who have said, like, we didn't think the Germans wanted anything to do with us because we were similar of mind. Like, we have a connection into the past and the former empire, so why would they want anything to do with us? And that was kind of the, from what I've read, that was the rationality of, not building up any form of defenses on the borderline prematurely, um, and then also not to antagonize Germany, is what I've read. Well, it also, it also like realistically, it would not have mattered. It really wouldn't have. Oh no! I mean, there were, a, it, would, it would have cost a lot more lives on both sides. That's that's it. You know. Oh yeah. So I'm kind I mean, of like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, war, any conflict is bad, and you know, with the Danes being so outmatched um it would not have been good um you know a lot of people consider the gate danish garden to be to be cowardly or uh weak weak minded no. or whatever i don't see it that i see like almost like a writing on the wall kind of scenario where it's like well we weren't we weren't yep. prepared so i guess our, i guess we gotta endure this let's let's do it as fast as possible um right. but like you had said before it's like you know you're the guys don't want to give it up. They don't want to give up. So, yeah, right. I think I mentioned this before, but you know, um, in Holland they have a really good resistance museum, and they basically you know, break it down into what is resistance. You know, not everyone can resist. There's passive. There's active. There's military. You know, like what people do, what they can do. But at the end of the day, you know, if you get caught interacting with these certain things, a, a, a team of killers is going to show up at your house and look for you. You know, so like, w- what can you do? 
and putting that into a situation like this, you know, it's like the writing's on the wall. You know, it's such a small country. You have no allies. You have nothing. Like, again, it's kind of funny to hear what you said, Nate, that basically the Danes and the Germans have the same mindset, but in the end, they still, you know, fought each other. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm. why are you, they don't care about us. It's like, they love us. So it's just like, you know, they, they have the same vein of, of a similar thought, um, but they still ended up going to war, you know? Well, and like what was portrayed in the film was like, basically nobody's coming for you. Like, they're like, oh, we got reinforcements coming right through. Like, no, they're not. We got nothing. And like, nobody is coming for this. It's like, oh, okay, we're fucked. And you, like, all of the, like, the, the commanding officers have like this look on their face and the attitude of just like, they, they foresee what's what's coming, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like you know, why aren't we going to the border? Shouldn't we prep? Well, blame your prime minister for that. You know, uh, uh, you know, why why are we, you know, have we Should lost have voted centrist. Is anyone coming? Yeah, if, is anyone coming? No, no one's coming. You know, here's some ammo. Here's some stuff. Good luck. You know, it's going to be a long day. Like, that kind of thing. And, um... Jimmy yeah. Fallon showed up I, on a Jeep and gave me some mortar rounds. Uh, he'll be back. God. <laughs> yeah. Bam, if you get that one. You guys are going to be surrounded. Just give me a bam. 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 Oh, God. And then he laughs at his own stupid joke, and no one's laughing with him. And then the room fades, and it's Jimmy Fallon's late night show. Anyway. Oof. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it took you 47 smart. episodes to realize that, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> God. Fucking Interesting segue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I love the fact that these there's nothing but Danish actors in this movie. And trust me, you know if you look at IMDb because you can't pronounce a single one of their names. Uh, the one South African guy. What are you talking about now? <laughs> O's, with, O's with lines through their through them? Uh, well, Bob. I'm not even gonna try. The guy from Game <laughs> of Thrones, the guy who Game of Thrones who plays like the uncle and um, on uh, from the the Greyjoys, like that's the main guy. That knows uh, it. I can't say his name. Be, well, if you watch the show, you'll know. You okay? You try. You try hey, to. Fucking, how about this you, penis? Yeah, no, no, you post no, 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 in penis. Fucking, post in the show. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm gonna post it, and you you fucking tell me how the fuck you pronounce this. Pilo Asabik. Yeah, and Pilo Aspek. Pilo Asbik. Pilo Asbik. It's not Aspic, but I appreciate it. Pilo Asbik. Asbik. No, it's Bick. Oh. Bick. Oh, shit, Bic. that is your on Greyjoy. Yeah. See? I didn't realize Mike that. A knew yeah. what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Hey, Mike A, what do you think? Pilo Asbik. <laughs> about what? About, <laughs> about Peter Asbeck or whatever? I don't yes. know. I, I just hey, know that... He was you're on Greyjoy in Game of Thrones, and I just now realized that after Nate said that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can't really? recognize him. Yeah. yeah. That's what I It's what I said, and you told me, what the fuck, Nate? We know the reference. <laughs> hey, fuck dude, stick. Nate. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he oh, was. Yeah. yeah, my God, yeah. yeah. Hey, ass dick. Definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. You're on Greyjoy. Yeah. Yeah. What a piece of shit. You played the character very well. He yeah. did. He also played this guy really well. I like how he's. He's kind of a non-character. Like he's there's not a, there's no backstory to him or anything. He's just dude. some dude trying to do the do do his job the best he can. 
all these know. characters you're dropped in with no backstory. You're just launched nope. in, and you care about every single one of the characters, and you see the character development through each one of them, and and it's just it's and even the minor ones you see the character development through it, and I think that's the really cool thing. It's like you know, there's even the the small little nuances of him just calling them by their numbers, but at the end of it, the last skirmish he's calling them by their last names. Yeah, you know, um, so like, there's even that character. That well, there's a lot less to worry about. Moving. To be fair, like, there's a lot less to fucking consider. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, no, it's one of those movies to where like the actors, the actors were what made like made the characters characters. You know, yeah. On yeah. on paper, yeah. they're just names, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, their performances is what made them. Yeah, yeah none not, of it was like yeah. super stupid. Like you know. Hollywood, like, oh, over the top. It's just like, no, these are all just dudes yeah. that are put in a really shitty spot. And yeah, and just make they're just the trying to figure it. out what the fuck, what's the next move? Like, what do we do? And Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like I said, the main guy, um, you're on Greyjoy. Um, I don't think... Uh, I don't think that he they ever mention like if he has a wife or anything like that. I don't. I think he says he has mm-hmm. kids at one point. He is. I, I. I think it's there when he pulls in on the car and it's the other lieutenant right. talking but to him. And it's yeah. not like something that's looming over him the entire movie. The, his his arc th- through the movie is just just try and keep doing what he doing his job as long as he can. Like that's his it, arc. Yeah. It see. It seems like with this movie. It just really does focus. It pulls all the focus and attention on this one day. There's no yep. caring about yesterday. There's no caring about, you know, oh, what we did last month. There's no conflicts that kind of like are brimming from the past that you can't understand because you have no context. Right, it's right, right, right. In that moment, in that solid 12 to 15 hours, and that's your journey through these characters. And I think it that takes a lot of skill. Obviously, for, I, I feel like for the actors, that's where the skill comes from. But, but well, also the, the director that has to like n- narrow that shit down. Oh yeah, like, no, I, no, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I, I just mean like for you to to really kind of, mm-hmm. un, uh, you know, the editor and the director. I mean, look, we all know that. Um, but like, just to make you care about someone and showing and seeing everything with it, it's just it again. I'm I'm jerking myself off to this movie pretty much at this point, but. It's fucking just awesome. I just yeah, just awesome. Uh, Brian. No, he's you know he's he's jerking his hand moment to show that I'm doing it. So that's all. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but literally like you don't have to use your whole hand to make him jerk enough. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Two fingers. Um, yeah. Just a pinky on the thumb. Well, you know, <laughs> proportional. You know. I, mean. I also I also you get forgot. chopsticks. I also forgot he's uh, that guy in Ghost in the Shell with like the tiny Who? eyes. Pillow aspic. Pillow aspic. Yeah. Pillow Pillow aspic. Yes. Pillow aspituck. I, I gotta look up how to actually say it. No, name, it's aspic. Aspic, like big, that fucking yeah, gel big, that they it's put a in weird. Oh. It's a weird like. I thought uh, it was like aspituck, like Colorado. You know, like going like snowing or you know. <laughs> well, he he <laughs> has like he, apparently he has a an English name, Johan Philip. Yeah, what? So, your, yeah. your camera. <laughs> oh, wait, you got fuzzy. Is it blurry as shit? Yeah. We, we have the uh, fucking... soft focus for the day. Yeah. 
Ryan, why is there why is there no light where you are right now? What's going on? Yeah, oh, uh, right. Yeah, you, you bitched at me about the blur. And like, yeah, are like, you like I said, like I said, it's it's. Or then I watched the Danish movie and then we were doing this thing. Like, like the window, like you leaned back and disappeared. By the way, yeah. unless you have white on your screen, I'm like ten feet away from where I usually am because uh, the window where my desk sits up against it is getting replaced. So oh, it's like okay. I have a whole construction yard going here. So I don't. Oh, I'm not okay. my chair. I'm on my. He's like got a, a whole fucking it. construction yeah. project. I got going no lumbar support, there. so I get his fall back. I thought maybe you, know, <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You don't fuck. You don't make fun of him anymore. You understand? I'll just like pull a smoke grenade ring and just follow. Him. <laughs> I thought maybe. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a hangover or something. I don't. Know. Oh no, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, I just get have the support, so I'm just, I'm riding my bed. So that sounds really wrong. <laughs> that is uh, that is pissing me off though. Thanks, Brian, for pulling this out. But like, <laughs> now that he mentions it, yeah. What the fuck? Like, how it's is like the I'm, third week in a row? I know, but like now he noticed it. And I'm just like, how the fuck do I fix it? Like, <laughs> he, he said, that "What the fuck is going on with this so, fucking thing?" So while while Birch figures out his soft focus from the '80s, um, there is oh there fuck is, you, Nate, fuck there you. Is, there is some some interesting uh, rating, like the ratings on this movie. I get it. I'm a fanboy. So, but it, it rates to like a six point six at ten on IMDb, and weirdly, when I looked it up to watch it, because I, I have a I have a copy of it here, but my my Universal Blu-ray player broke, so I couldn't watch it. So I had to found it on YouTube. But the uh, the the weird thing was looking it up. It looks like they've gone through a name change, and I must be whoever owns the film now because they changed it to Invasion Day, which I don't know why that keeps coming up. That's and if you look if if you look it up on Roku. It comes up as Invasion Day. Maybe it's just a stupid American well, thing because, you know. I don't know. That's because, like, the only other Danish movie I know is Land of Mine. And right. uh, the other name for that movie is called Under the Sand. So I don't know if that's a Danish thing. If it's like. I, I really wonder if it's an American marketing thing where they yeah. think Americans are so stupid that they won't realize April they won't 9th. They won't know what April 9th that. means. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, sorry. Uh, Mike keeps poking his camera with his finger, and it's just no. like, okay. We're good. Now. We're actually good we now. Good? We're good. No, yeah, okay. I can okay. read your shirt, so you're so good. Yeah, it, it's yeah. funny because there's two movies. That, well, there's actually, I think, Flame and Citron is based in Denmark, and it's horrible. I think the Resistance Bankers in Denmark, too. So, anyway, the, well, there's two like you know, military style, like conflict, whatever films about Denmark, and one is about the invasion, the other one's about taking all the fucking mines out of the sand. Like yeah, land, yeah I, land oh yeah, I, yeah. Mine, I have not yeah, seen Land of Mine because I know about a few certain scenes I don't want to see. I can't watch Land of Mine without. Why not? It's great. I'll watch it for this eventually, but. dude. What? Dude, I'm. It's what? not bad. It's not okay. bad. I can't watch that movie. Why? There's, because a dog dies and I oh. can't. I can't. And all of a sudden, dude. That I was, was a fucking I, spoiler. That's great. We're not, even, we're not even talking about the fucking How does the dog about. die, Nathan? I'm not saying. It's just a dog Is it in dies. the title? I don't, is it, I'm just wondering. He know? gets I hit just, by a this, car. This whole thing is I thought so it was fun. a bus. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so, okay, well, real quick. Uh, Brian, you've never I, seen Land of Mine? No, I haven't. Wow. I haven't either. Okay. Nope. It's, it's good. It's on the it's list. Good. It's yeah. good. It's 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 surprisingly like hardcore. Like I was. Surprised. It's like it's I've kind of it's, a, it's, it, it's yeah. of the same caliber of this film. I think in production and everything, and it does really well. The Danes do a really good job. 
Yeah. The Dane do what the, the just like the troll Dane, trace. You know, the, the Dane, Dane do, do what, what the do. Dane do. If <laughs> only the Danes would have been able to source original 1923 helmets or uh, just finish them like they actually were. <laughs> um. So with with that being said, Danish is very weird because like a lot of it sounds like fucking Viking speak, German speak, and then also there's a lot of things that sound very English. Like you could you could, you can like. There's I, I I should have pulled these examples, but like there's things when like I'm listening to it right, and I'm looking at the subtitles, of course, and all of a sudden I'm like, uh, to there, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, to there, oh, interesting, but yeah, it's it's weird because the Danes invaded the UK in like what the 12th century, 11th century. I'm a byproduct like they, of that. Yep. Yeah, it was like it was like a back and forth thing. List for of English time. words of Scandinavian origin. Torsk is codfish. I don't think that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that is a fucktard. <laughs> no, I'm I not know, saying but... that fucktard. I got a like, bad list. Oh yeah. No, uh, I'm saying like um, there. It's just you can see you can see the influence of Danish, or their fucked up weird language. I mean, the most I heard in it was like, okay, that sounds German. Like that's like there are a number of. Well, words. it's very Germanic, but it's also right. like there's a lot of words that. You could understand as an English speaker. Well, the, uh, I was gonna say that is that like when they would say "come in" on the radio, they would just say "like come in" like in English. Yeah, come in. Yep. You know, Scandinavian languages as a whole, to like most Western ears, are fucked up. Denmark is really similar because it's still on the continent. You know. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yep. The Baltic Sea really, you know, has changed the languages a lot. Like Finnish is fucking strange. Finnish is like you know like, really it's, old it's, school. Yeah, it's a very interesting language, and it's like you know, from very nomadic and, and Russian influences and things. But yep. Norwegian and, and Swedish as well. It's it's just like fuck, <laughs> um, you know. Again, to Western ears. Well, then you get this bastardized version of a bunch of these languages coming together with yeah. the, the nomadic Celtic tribes and the fucking whatever, and then here we get English, and it's like even like as I've it's watched these videos tell, of like you know? a guy speaking English in the 12th century. And the 14th century and, you know, 16th. And, like, as it goes on, it's like, oh, Shakespeare, that's where it really started turning to where, like, there's modern English. Because before then, it sounded a lot more Scandinavian. So, yeah. Anyway, Nate? It was, it, it just to, as a comparison, and we'll jump on to IMFDB probably. Um, the, uh, we can't talk about the fucking helmets? No, we, no, we can. I was fear we talk about it while we do that. Um, don't worry. I'm not going to cut you off. Don't worry. Um. He got you, See, baby. I'm, I'm secretly Just trying fall. to push you so you can't bash it. No, um, no. The, oh. um, the 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 really cool part about this, and you were talking might be about German and Danish being similar when they're doing the translation back and forth at the end between the officer and him with yep. using the secondary guy as a translation because he speaks both. Yep. You can hear the similarity in each of the words. It's not yeah, quite it's... one for one, obviously, but it's you can hear the similarities within the language, and I thought that was very interesting. It's like a rural Scott or a rural, like, very, I mean, very fucking rural, like, old school Scott, like a Celt, speaking, you know, to somebody else. Like, you can pick up on words, but it's like, uh... Some of the words were similar within the dialect of them talking, but it's like, it's like, maybe like half the word here and half the word there. It's not a one-for-one, one, right. you know, thing, so. Um, no, uh, do we want to jump into helmets? Do you want to do that? I was going to... I was going to pull just, up, I, the, the reason why I was going to pull it up on IMDb for you to talk about it was because I was going to record yeah. today. So, yeah. Okay. That's why yeah, I was that's doing fine. that. That's fine. We um, can do that. Let me, let me pull that up real quick. That's literally the only 
besides the MG42 being used in 1940, which yeah, I, just I don't know it. why because they have all the they oh, had B-Fong oh. 34s in the vehicles. Why couldn't they pull that down? Right. But, you know. So we, uh, I was watching with my wife, um, uh, Generation War. Right. Unto Unto Fata. They do the same and, thing. And so I was watching in 1941 in Russia. They've got 42s, and I'm like, yeah, that's thing. not right, you know? And I'm like, ah, fuck. Like, Let's just watch it, but, like, that's, yeah, that machine guns, they I wouldn't think, be there. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know if it was intentional in this case to have a 42 in there. The only thing, like, it's interesting because I heard it before I saw it, you know? It's well, like, it's the iconic same, yeah. German machine gun of World War II. Obviously, right? yes. That's but the like, thing. And so that's why, like, they're going to put it in films and, like, you're going to hear because it's scary sounding. You That's know? what I mean. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was a conscious thing to where it's like, okay, we got the Madsen going. Let's have the 42, like to, to, to give like a, uh, to give like, you know, a representation of how fucked they are. Basically like this is our machine gun. This one's right, shooting right, at right, us right. and it's much. That's exactly what it menacing. was. I think. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, you know, to give a representation of like the Germans are so dude, you could have you could have a thirty four and they would still be outgunned and out fucking class. Yeah, like thirty fours still fire really fast. Thirty fours are fucking amazing machine guns. Mm-hmm. They really are. Um, and it's like, but the forty two, it just shows to like the audience and the, to me, it's a cheap move. It's like yeah. unless it's like late forty two and beyond. Just fucking use the thirty four. What's the first yeah, I mean, battle that a forty two shows up at? I don't know. What is it? Want to guess? No. No. Okay. They I show up concurrently at Stalingrad and LL Main. Hmm. Okay. So there's a Falsham Eagle unit. Very early, them. yeah. So the, the pre-production MG42s, which they started to produce in, uh, I want to say, mid-July or earlier, they had the horizontal pistol grip. They were a little. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah, where yeah. it's like a those big are, fucking. Why they're, they're, okay? Out. So, yeah. so Brian, why did they go to that shitty like? Because the horizontal ones broke off, and they sucked ass. Oh, they didn't have enough. Light. They didn't have yeah. no, 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 no. They didn't have enough no. torque. What, what, what they didn't have that? enough torque, and torque? they would break. So when you would pull it back, so they switched what, what the other one. What did they make them out of? What did they make them out of? No, well, the steel would break. They made them the out of steel. It was a bakelite. It was a bakelite piece that that was riveted in the center that would pivot, and then the steel arms were not treated right or heat treated or something and they would break so what they did was they switched to the toggle where you'd pull it out and you had much more camming action to pull it back to wrench the bolt but it was a problem with the with the early charging handles because if the bakelite broke you can still use it because it's metal but it was a problem with actual the, the heat treating or something that's fucking weird that because like the 34 is just a piece of metal why didn't they just copy that well because it's a different design yeah very different, it, because yeah. it's a roller versus it's a it, you you it is interesting that they didn't go to a metal handle, but that's probably from their experiences in Russia and stuff. They were like, oh, well, let's make it out of plastic because that would be better. But then obviously they didn't work for multiple reasons, so they switched back to metal with a camming mechanism. But those guns, they were called pre-production MG42s. And they were made until March of 1943 when they switched to the production MG42, which is with a toggle um, charging handle and everything else that we know. But most of the, the early pre-productions you see well into 1944 on the front lines everywhere because they made a good, you know, I want to say 50,000 of them or something crazy. Like, they made a lot of pre-production guns. Even though they're pre-production in terms, it doesn't mean that they're... Well, here's the thing. On, on the MG on the MG3 and the MG53, they still retain the toggle, like the... Yeah. Yep. And it's now, like, there's not but... a lot of differences between a 53, 
Uh, a MG53 and MG3 or an MG42. It's really a cyclic rate and a few small things. Like, Mike is kind of saying, like, why the fuck could they just go with the... I, I know it's a different design and everything, but I'm just trying to think in my head, like... Cause, so they have the um, whatever, and you charge a machine gun hand up, not hand down. You get more torque, and you won't fuck up your fingers as bad. This, I'm not sure to the me, German doctrine was. I know you're you're right, but I'm not sure because they didn't have a lot of charging handle machine guns like that. I'd have to read the manual. Yeah, it's it's very weird. But anyway, um, yep. yeah. So that like they they put that in movies a lot when they just don't have the nerdery knowledge that we do because it's like, yeah. oh, it's fast fire. It's scary. So it's like, it's a, well, it's, it's not accurate, dude. Yeah, it's an icon. It's an icon. And the 34 well, yeah. is just as fucking scary, dude. Well, you know, it's like they had how many? 40 of them? 60 of them in Omaha Beach? You know, when those guys <laughs> uh, came up. The Hitler, bump, they were Hitler's buzzsaws, right? Bump those you numbers know? down a little there, uh, Denmark. Oh, <laughs> so 80 or 90? It's like golf. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> the 34 is a lot more easy to control, and therefore it's a lot more, like, accurate, which yeah. is, like, more scary because it's going to hit guys. Instead of just, okay, we've got a shitload of fucking lead the flying on us, which sucks. The problem with the MG42 was the ammunition. Because what would happen is the Germans during the war from 1940 on, they used lacquered steel cased ammunition because they yep. had a brass shortage. And when you were firing at a very fast cyclic rate with MG42, the lacquer would strip off and slowly form a block in the front of the chamber that would over time force the bolt out of headspace, out of battery, and you would get a jam. And the only way to clear that out is you would have to basically take the barrel out and use a, a bore brush and pull it out. The other problem was that a lot of times the same ammunition would have ruptures or case ruptures, and then you had to use a certain tool to do that. Um, anybody that's interested in the subject should really read uh, Blood Red Snow. It's one of the best Eastern Front memoirs about a machine gunner, and he goes into great detail with like you know how to service an mg42 or 34 under combat conditions and what the realities are of shooting these guns under combat conditions but yeah it's very interesting you know it is an icon and everything but at the end of the day you know the troops all had to load the belts by hand so they didn't want to shoot a lot because it hurts your hands and so what i'm asking you brian is like so Mm -hmm. if this was completely steel yes see the ribbon and the shank was actually was the shank not I think the shank's like an inch or two long. No, but like the shank coming off the actual charging handle. Besides yeah, that's what, the that's that's handle. what it is right here. Yep. So like, but it's bakelite. It's bakelite. Yeah, yeah, but, that, but, but that's a metal, a metal shank. That's underneath. a metal shank right in there. It's not. It's oh, not the handle okay, that would okay. break. It's can the you metal can you pull that up a little there. bit bigger? Yep. I, I I might be able to. Jamie it just depends on. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Jamie, yes. pull it up. Um, no, you just had it go back. Go back to the image search, and that'll be big enough. Plenty. If you right click and then hit uh, open image, uh, it'll Alt F four. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Z- oh Control fuck! So, yeah, no, the shank was not big enough. How do you how do you there. blow that up, Mike? A? Okay, so now how you are there? Just go up to the three dots in your right, and then just go to right, zoom, yeah. and then just zoom in. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. I know you know this for all the. Oh the shit! Research. So there's a tiny. Okay, that's what I was asking, Brian. Is like there's a tiny shank. Yeah. Coming off of there. As a charging hand. Yeah, they, they looked cool they, as fuck, but they were a big problem. No, so what I'm saying is, like, why wasn't the whole fucking thing, like, made to be, like, the MG34 charging handle, maybe with a little comfortable handle on it, maybe, possibly, what? but, like, 
This shank is smaller than that. Well, but let's talk about it though. If we're, if we're going to talk, if we're going to really go yeah, off on a tangent here, it. not talk about the movie. I mean, you know, an MG34 charging handle is very small. It's you know, it's basically a round stock, half inch piece it's of bar. It's not small. It's pretty robust. It's robust, oh. but the, the the early 42 horizontal charging handle is much ro more robust and easier to grab onto compared to a 34. There's no way you can't deny that. So maybe they were trying to go in a different direction with new Yeah, for sure. They were trying to, to make it more user-friendly. What I'm saying is, my, my point is, dude, is why... Okay, so this is a 34 charging handle, right? Yes. Why the fuck did they, they design the handle around this beefy of a Good fucking... Good old metal, metal half-inch dildo stick works out great for everything, but they were trying to be more advanced <laughs> plastic Yeah, condom. well, they <laughs> shot themselves in the foot with that one. Right, yeah. but okay, you put the plastic dildo around it. They were trying to advance this, it. but it didn't work, so they had you to make put, a toggle. You put the plastic shit, but they, they just like, no, not going to happen. Because like that's that's a good charging handle. That's well, a I wonder, fucking like, 240 Bravo charging handle. I wonder if a horizontal um, charging handle will work on a 34. Because I wonder if it really comes down to the... the the roller locking mechanism. If it was just yeah, too are much, you, are you talking? Are you talking about a, a vertical charging handle for the thirty-four? No, no. I, I mean, if you put the early forty-two charging handle on a forty on a thirty-four, I wonder if that would uh, work. It wouldn't break. As in, uh, I wonder if the action, if the torque for the actions is so different that yeah. a thirty-four could handle it, but a forty-two it can't because of the the roller action works. Well, and also you got to sure. factor this in. A lot of guys would lead the fucking thing back because they were like, God. We're panic. in the weeds. So they they lead the thing <laughs> back and then fire the first fucking well, okay. But like what I'm saying is like that charging handle, the actual handle itself, like the the metal that's coming out. Not the Bakelite on top of it is fucking weak sauce. Yes. Why the fuck do they think that that would be okay? I like I like how like how we went through I like how we went into the weeds on the machine gun that shouldn't be in the fucking film. I'm glad we went uh, well, down the yeah. weeds on that. Well, one. right, but yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> a lot more 42 experts here <laughs> I than Matt's experts. Like that. Come on. So. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not downplaying. I just yeah, think it's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot for you to edit. So, I know. <laughs> I, here's the thing: is the Germans always do dumb fucking shit. Mm -hmm. With great fucking technology, they yeah. always have that one part that they're like, "Oh, this will yeah, be fun." Okay, ready? Because we've designed the rest of it great. I got one word for you. You ready? G forty one. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. It's it's like I have three oh, yeah, of those horrible pieces shit of great, Good stuff, and we're just gonna fucking do some things. Guess that what? None of them work. make it not work. <laughs> Just so, fucking retarded. It's like, uh, wait, the Mattel uh, toy oh, in the Vietnam War, you know, the M16. Well, the fucking German Mattel toy is a G41. <laughs> <laughs> they found dead soldiers next to Jam G41 in Stalingrad, man. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah that, that, that part's actually fucking, yeah. Okay, I, I'm out so of the happens when you I'm find sorry. When you have a G41 no, in the winter, right. right, Mike? No. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's what happens when you fry some <laughs> eggs in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah, I did not so, know what this fucking pistol was, so I'm glad this is coming out. Good old burger. So, so uh, yeah, so I am FDB. Follow along. I'm at this one we're actually going to have on uh, YouTube for so you can actually see what the hell we're talking about. Um, this is a lifelong pistol I want, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, thanks to the Mandalorian. I mean, it doesn't help. They were expensive before the Mandalorian, but now after the Mandalorian, well, they're only five grand beforehand. Now, was, now uh, they're fucking like three to five grand. Is now, this another? Just... Uh, is this another firearm that got butchered by Star Wars? Well, not no, butchered, but no, they actually kept most of the integrity of the firearm. It's just thankfully now that the three D printing's a thing, you know, people can make their props without having to 
butcher the fucking yeah. the original ones. It's not um, the 80s anymore. Yeah. yeah, so like that is the saving grace of that. But uh, this is off of the Mandalorian pistol, and uh, it's a it's a Berkman 1910 21, and I knew that before seeing it right in front of me. Um, yeah, I, I had no idea what this was. So I'm glad though. They they, they shoot normally. Lasers? Yeah, they, they shoot they shoot Largo, and so yep. it's 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 like this. There is some really interesting like after World War Two or even before World War Two, they um, you would see them have extended mags, and then after World War Two, you you see people who would like retrofit um, MP40 mags to fit in the bottom of those. No shit. So yeah, <laughs> so it's like you still the original Mac Ten. Yeah, you'll see like pictures with like like a super long magazine like sticking out the back and they're just semi-automatic pistols but they're so weird <laughs> so but they're they're such a cool action because if you pull if you pull back on this toggle like that's how you that's how you cock it so you, it's like it's it's, a, it's, it's yeah yeah so you just pull it straight up back and it's just that's a camming action so i mean i've seen the mandalorian how do they lose it's like a pretty powerful yeah. pistol dude know? i've um that's that safety switch is so stupid it, yeah. it hurts. <laughs> it bites you. Bites the web yeah. in your hand. Yeah. Well, because because if you um, uh, CNR did a wonderful video. Um, but they were saying that when they were doing it, uh, they would fire it, and it would be like, like if you had a fat finger, and it and a if it were to kick or you rode the kick or whatever, which it shouldn't with nine millimeter Largo, but you have a chance of hitting the button and dropping the mag. Uh, like that's that's like one of the oh, things. So fuck that. It's it's, yeah. it's it's the same retardation as a C ninety six. Unless you've got yeah. little tiny fingers and little tiny yeah. hands. Yeah. Not user-friendly. Your fat Wisconsin hands won't work. Sorry. It is It is literally... <laughs> I, I, I want that. I want that. But you need I yourself need a two-wheeled wars, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next... The other one I really want is... is is a Craig Jor- Jorgensen? Remember that time Craig we used these in, on Cuba and they didn't work? And then... The yeah. huge Krag front Jugensen. muzzle end, yeah. The Krag Jugensen. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's Krag, Krag Jugensen. It's Norwegian design, right? Yep. Yep. And then the Danes, I think the Danes are the only ones that have like this really big fat end to them. Like, hmm. Is that a bayonet lug? Yeah. <clears throat> that was the late 1800s. That was a late 19th century thing. But they they kept going. I had a 98 a, a million years ago. It was okay. 89, you mean? 98. No, not not a, a U.S. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. It was all right. Yeah, Dude, yeah. they're fucking awesome. Like, they're... Uh, well, yeah, if what I remember, but... They're interesting. The box magazine is very interesting. Yep. It sucked to load, but, like, they're fucking... Especially if you're at fucking San Juan Hill. I did love how you saw the, the pack all set up with the helmet strap. Yep. On the back of the packs there, and that's the oh. whole reason why there's a hole in the back of the helmets like yep. that. The Romanians did that shit through the fucking 90s. Interesting. Well, the Germans had a leather strap for their Stahlhelms at any part of the war, but, you know. Once you have to wear your helmet all the time because you're losing, you know, really don't need a strap to put on your belt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so let me let me point this out because this is a good... I'll, well, I'll, I'll come back if I can't find it, but that's a great picture to show the original Madsons versus okay. mm-hmm. the one. Yeah. So I will cut. Can you scroll back up, Nate? There was a little yeah. bit of of this that that image right there of them kneeling. Um, there was a little bit of that weapons handling stuff going on. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Li- yeah. I saw yeah. it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a little bit. But for the most, hey, not when the worst. Running I've through ever the seen. town, 
when they're running through the town, they're poured arms and they're yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely not, like, not the worst. It's not like this running. It's like when they were running a movement, they were holding it correctly. When they were doing like imposition stuff, they were low. Right, right, yeah. And so, yeah. And it was only a couple did, actors. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, the K98, obviously. Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, a little one were low already, yeah. That's not that bad. That's that's no, that's not bad. Yeah, I've seen photos of guys so, like that. So MP40s, the really early ones, are very interesting looking, and these are not the correct looking ones because they no. should have slab sides. Yeah, yep. they yep. should be. Should have that. They should be what thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yep. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because it's yeah. nineteen forty. I mean, maybe yep. they would just be I'm, coming on. Maybe, I don't know. But, to be honest, I'm not. Yeah. I think some were used in the they, French campaign, but. Well, yeah, but like at this point, it's going to be 38s mainly. Oh, for sure, yeah. And so it's going to be or, or Irma 35s, you see too, or not shit. Yeah, so, Irma yeah. 35s, because MP 34s would only be rear echelon or occupation the, at that point, or SS. The other, this, these are not SS guys. The other so. thing is that the front sights are different because they have a little front sight muzzle protector thing that comes off the front that you see, and really early 40s and then 38s, and that's also wrong. So they're definitely later guns. Um, the ribs didn't come out, I think, till mid forty one. Yeah, so forty one. That's the classic, classic. Yeah. You know, machine gun from the wars that they perfected in forty one. But when you get these early campaigns, it's like, well, you know. I mean, good luck trying to find one of those for a movie, though. Yeah. What's funny is that there's a guy in the states that's making them right now out of Kentucky. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, he's making the best MP thirty eights ever made, and there actually is a company in Europe that's made them for a good twenty years. Good MP thirty eights in forty semis. I don't think not I've... to say again. It's hard to get, but. You know. I, I don't think I've ever seen like a, a war movie where like you see MP40s with slab sides or anything like that. I think they're always the ones with the ribs on them. I've Wait never... till Seek Strike Destroy. Fucking, we can get some really wacky early war stuff. I got a G41M. Sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the star of the show. <laughs> the Mastin? So... Mastodon? <laughs> <laughs> Die. <laughs> it's actually I, just I, die. I, I used to talk to a guy from Denmark. Um, he was a Danish soldier. He was in Afghanistan, and it's Masson. They don't pronounce the D. It's Masson. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. But yeah. I'm American, so, so I'm going to say like, Madsen. Yeah, that's a, I was like, yeah. I mean, Madsen. Yeah, yeah. Of course, but like, yeah. um, no, I'm it's Masson. I, I'm American. I have a pass. So yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Let's go in chronological order of the things we see with this gun. What is up with like the Lafette or whatever they're using for it? Okay, so yeah, so, uh, What's so this thing right here. The oh, I so that. so so well, when what I what does it mean? Do you actually know what it means? Lafette? I mean, does it just mean tripod? It means tripod in French, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but people won't know though. You know. Where's the alternator? The, What's an alternator? Uh, let's talk about the Lafette. Yeah, Lafette. Um, so the, the, it's weird because from all the research I've done with the Madison tripods, even the early war, even the original Danish ones from the great war and, uh, even interwar periods, I've never seen one with this bracket. So I don't know what the the fuck on the front, this whole, this bracket right here. I don't know what this is. The rest of it is good. It's fine. It's correct. It's this bracket on this traverse that I don't know what that is, and I thought is this it was some a br- shit that they 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 
uh, jerry rigged. Well, I, and... I think it's a com- see. I thought maybe it was a Bren, and so then I combed the br- beforehand before we did this podcast. I, I combed the Bren. It's tripods. made from MP43 blank fire adapters. <laughs> I couldn't find anything that that has the same kind of mount, um, but the clasping mechanism of the front is the same mechanism that they use for latching it in in the tripod. On the on the original maps. So is this one of those things where it's like because it's it's early early fucking war Danish and pre war Danish that it might be impossible to find. I can't find any pictures of something with the same setup. See, um, this is a nineteen forty six Madsen. This is not mm. an original. This is not the the, right. the the wartime one. I also don't think their wartime one is real. I think their one wartime one is a mock up. Um, but this this uh. This Madsen's the 46 Chilean Portuguese models that you see constantly. Uh, that one is, uh, that one is, uh, I mean, it's correct. I mean, it's obviously working. Um, looking on here, you'll see two different kinds of things. You see it here without the flash hider. Now, I wonder if I can't see close enough for this one. I think this is personally the flash hider just pulled off. But then the flash hider's on here when they're firing, so it makes me think that the BFA is on the is in is installed in the flash hider. So they go from making it look like a correct I'm using quotation marks correct uh, Danish Madsen, but then when they need to fire, they put the cap back on because you have the same thing here on the movie where you'll see it off and then you'll see it on and then you'll see it off and you'll see it on. But I can't see the areas where the threads are or anything like that. And I think they have like a fake end to make it look like the original Danish uh, Madsen because I'll pull up I'll pull up a picture of it real quick just because I'm that nerdy. Um. The one that they would want to go with would be there's a great website here. Uh, Modern Firearms has a great uh, look of it. So the one you would want to see in this film would be the 1929, which is this one. That's cool as fuck. So you can see how it's got this flat nose cone. It looks like they try to replicate that with a with a fake end, um, but the the shroud is different. This is like a weird like insane variant with the shoulder but they would look like a kind of cross between this and that but the shroud would be more of this kind of uh alternating kind of square look um the really early ones are obviously that one and that one's really awesome too and that's what you see in the russo japanese war in world war one uh same with this one as well um which is super cool the stubby little Um, one down there so I Those almost cool got this. I almost yeah. got this last year, but Indonesia, I didn't have enough right? money. Yeah, and I'd also have. I would, I would have had to work with a SBR in the states, and I didn't want to fuck with that. I was like, nope, don't want to fucking deal with yeah, that. The, those magazines are like a quarter circle. Like I've never seen yeah. those were just like you know so curved. Yeah, th- like that. those were mainly made for the Dutch Indies, I think. Uh, yeah, you Dutch have West a lot Indies. of rebels to shoot. Yeah. yeah, and this is this is the one that you see. Uh, Mainly, you see this one or this one mm. uh, here in the states. Um, but they are again super cool. Like I thought, it maybe was this, but when this unfolds, you don't have that bracket there that I'm talking about. So maybe so. We, the... So if we go back here, like if we go back here, there's the AA spot right, right. there. But I don't know. Maybe it's the not, prop, there's no bracket there. Maybe the prop they were using was broken, <laughs> and they're like, yeah. "We need to have the machine gun stick to it somehow." And the 
the right. arms guy like just said, I welded this to it. That'll keep it there. You know, Right, which is what I think it is. Because normally what you would have is that the original setup is that you'd have a monopod that mm-hmm. fits in the back of the stock. So there's a monopod that inserts into the stock. So you could you could have it on a bipod, but then if you don't want to hold up the the gun itself in the back, you can put it up on a monopod and that lifts it up for you. And then you can do your adjustments like that. So you can kind of turn your bipod into a tripod, like almost like a jerry rig tripod, but mm-hmm. it's not as good as an actual Lafette. Um, okay. So uh, so yeah, that's my spiel on Madsons, and I still. We'll give my left nut for an original 1902 Madsen. So if you have one, I'll give you my left nut. So duly noted. If you want um, Nathan's left nut? Please write a letter too. I'm gonna yeah. start looking for uh, for one to to sell to you. Um, no, you, but, you can uh, put it in a glass jar. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's yeah. We'll put it in formaldehyde. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it, it just just going back to the the match real quick. It was interesting though to to see like the you know the gunner shooting during the uh, the first like contact scene and then. Uh, when he'd be like, he'd be like, reload, he'd get down, and the guy, he's like, basically directly yep. behind him, he like, knocks the magazine off and sticks the other one in. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's it's, exactly how that would work. That's, yep. And they that's do so it, cool. and he's, he's just like, magazine, he's just like, snitch, yeah, smash. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah that, that was really fucking cool, because that's how a gun crew would work back then. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a similar scene in uh, Bridge Too Far of a Bren crew. Oh, I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, if the Bren gunner had a crew, like that's, yep. yeah, that's how it would work, because it's like, Hey, I'm just gonna keep on target. I don't want to fucking get off target because I'm re- reloading. And the BAR so, bam. Is, is kind of funny because it's like you know, kind of a one right system. Well, it, it was made it, initially it's heavy to, as a Bren, but you know, right? But it was made initially to have somebody loading like the the show show the CSRG 15. That's what it was made to like do. But it, like it just it's so fucking awkward. It's so hard unless you're the actual gunner. You know, it's it's hard to reload that. So yeah, it's. He, here's the really cool thing that I, I like about the Madsen as a whole is that, well, for me particularly, uh, I'm left-handed, so this is an actual, for once, an actual top-loading LMG that the sights are in the middle and not on the far left side of the gun. And mm-hmm. for me, being a left-hander, it, I, if, if I shoot like a, Z, a ZB26, a Bren, I have to crane my head all the way to the left side of the stock just to be able to look down the sights. But on yeah. this... It's open. the The magazine feeds on the left. Me being left-handed, it's a clear shot all the way down, and it's like a an awesome freaking sight picture for me because being Southpaw. But um, nope. I know that's like no one gives a fuck in here but me about that. But that's the other cool well, thing about e- it. Easy fix. Just don't be strange and shoot with your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So this is where it kind of gets confusing because you see MG34 is being B-fonged and actually being Correct. B-fonged because you can yep. tell when something CG. I you barely saw anything really CG <clears throat> in terms of the fire in B-fongs, this film. Yeah, um, it makes you wonder though why couldn't they just pull that off and then have the guy well, if well, they want to show an exactly. LMG? Like, yeah. did they just not have a bipod? You know, like just things like that. So it's like, or was this the reenactor and the vehicle owner was like, don't you fucking take the MG off my thing. Cause I there's a lot of things. I guarantee you there's a FUD in Denmark, just like here in the States. So like there's, you know, like, (laughs) well, but like, here's the thing is like, they, they had called them lab boomers over here. (laughs) We call them what? Lab boomers over here. Lab boomers. Lab boomers. Yeah. But like, it, it, if you can if you can have these on the armored cars and they're not fucking CG and they're they're B fongs, 
why a different scene can you not have a 34 crew? Like, I, I mean, I think there's up? there's a number of things, like you're saying, maybe, you know, in terms of the owners of the weapons or whatever, but, like, I think that maybe it was a thing to where it's like, we want to show the... The the, the, um, the 42. Yeah, the tenacity of the enemy, you know, sort yes. of thing. Yeah. Who's going to know? That, who's that big of a nerd? Who's who's going to know that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, us, us fucking retards sitting here. Yeah. He should also it. be in uh, a Panzer wrap. Oh, really? What? Like in the yeah. show? Would armor, then, I mean, okay, so Brian, serious question. I'm not trying to be a fucking idiot, but like, I don't know. An armored car crewman would be in a Panzer wrap at this point? The early war Panzer uh, hat. I know, I know what you're talking about, but like, yeah. really? Yep, yeah. But reconnaissance huh. through a division. Can I? Yep. Can I also? Ray, yes. Can I, like, would that guy? I don't know. He's not really even using the sights. Would his head be that far out like that? Wouldn't he want to be like? No, no, no God, yeah. no. Yeah. God, I've like, been in a two 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 in a uh, before, and yeah, you don't have to get that exposed. Yeah, either. I mean, like he can't. He's not even looking down the sights. Like you can't really shoot that low in a two 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 as well because you know you quickly hit the top deck of the armor. Mm. Um, so, you know, they're not too useful. It, you have to, you really have to defilade your position, but then you expose the inside of the turret. It's a lot to talk about, but, um, no, you do not have to be that exposed to use it. You're supposed to be underneath those cages, which are to deflect grenades, mm. um, which actually aren't made right because originally they have some depth. They're like six inches tall and then they're, you know, that wide. So that's definitely, you know, a made vehicle, but, um, yeah, no, that's completely wrong, you know? Panzer crews did have helmets that they would use on occasion. And just like American crews, they would leave them on the outside of the tank and then artillery would happen and then, oh, you get, they get shelled or they get destroyed and stuff. Um, some crews actually modified helmets. With in, a, in, a, in a recon stuff, crew like this, like a, a forward like recon crew. Black Panzer uniforms, yep. Huh. And they'd be wearing it would berets. be yeah. failed gray and panzers really only comes into effect with stow crews because stow crews and assault guns were not deemed to be tanks. They were deemed to be something else. And... Mobile artillery. Those guys you see would wear Panzer Gray, um, but usually everything black. else with the turret would be black. Yeah, if it has a turret, it's black usually. So, okay. And um, there are some it, funny instances too, where like you get a dispatch rider from a Panzer unit who has a, a Panzer wrap, but he's on a motorcycle. You know? Yeah. Well, like yeah. That, some, yeah. Or yep. he's wearing a black cap and felt gray uniform. But he's also an armored crewman. Yeah. He's just doing a job. Yeah, you know, yeah. like he's qualified to be an armored crewman. It gets and funky, and especially yeah. when you also have Panzer, um, well, they call them combis in the SS, but they're yeah, combis, basically yep. overalls. Yep. And the Germans had uh, ones for Panzer crews as well in the other part of the war that were Felgrau. Yeah, that, that was later though, right? And everything. And it was a little later, but this was around this time, 4041. A lot of the early Tiger crews used them. The German, the SS Tiger crews used Kriegsmarine uniforms, and the uh, Army ones, they used a lot of the Felgrau um, suits and stuff. And, well, anyway, long story short, right, yeah. um, that yeah, guy's no, wearing the wrong uniform. Well, like, yeah, he's... It should be black. He's not wearing the wrong a turret in the German army it, that you should have black on. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, the guy in the uh, uh, scout car. Yes. Okay, yep. yep. The radio okay. version, because you can see that it's got the radio. So on. this, I, I didn't like because... Um, I'm sorry, we're going down to the MG42 that we were talking about. So it's a sole MG42 machine gunner. At this point in the war, I'm pretty fucking sure he'd have a crew with him. Yeah, it's like as early as early can be. For, you know, uh, right. So, yeah. The, the, the MG doctrine is, is very early on because the whole entire MG 
doctrine was from the start with the 34, which is from the start of the war. So he should have technically, I mean, yes. Could there be a guy by himself? Absolutely. In terms of a crew moving together though, if no one's been killed, uh, it would be a gunner. It would be gunner, a gunner, uh, ammo bearer, close, close. And then it would be two to three to four ammo guys as well on the left and the right. Who would also act as as riflemen left and right? So we're just gonna imagine because historically accurate, it would be a thirty four. Uh, and also, he wouldn't point. He wouldn't fucking be right here on the side of the goddamn road. No way. Because doctrine was like, well, you support the entire infantry movement. So well, he could. Well, it could. Well, well, well. Remember, there's also flanking maneuvers on the left and right side of the road. So technically, it's not a bad place to be. Technically, as a machine gunner, technically okay. on that. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you because you have your life. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying with the with the German doctrine, it would be a viable vantage point of suppressing enemy on the road. But it's also a very obvious and right. point. And then you're the you're the most casually producing infantry product. You oh know? sure, like, yeah, no, yeah. And so it's like, again, we're 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 assuming this is a 34 at this point because the 42. We've already discussed this. That's not going to fucking be there in 40. No way. Yeah. No yeah. fucking way. No. Yeah, no, um, no. So, yeah, either. it's just, yeah, it would not be a solo machine gunner, blah, blah. They'd there's have some crew of, with them. Yeah, there's some things wrong with it. But, yeah, I mean, MG42, that's, a, yeah, 1942. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no way it would be there. This was cool to see. This was really fucking cool to see. I was about to yeah, ask, where did Brian go? But there he is. laying down. <laughs> So Brian doesn't have a chair, so if he sounds like he's like looking down at his belly, it's because he's literally doing that. Yeah. All I can yeah. see is chair the, just like all I can shit or what? <laughs> no, no, no. He's laying down, and so he looks like he's talking to his belly button because he's leaning up because he has no back support. So we're an hour and a half in, and he has no way to. Yeah. yeah. All I see is the shape of his face. <laughs> just talk, Jesus and we'll know you're Christ. still here, Brian. It's okay. <laughs> Um, what a so, fucking embarrassment to the so, podcast. So this is this is really fucking cool to see whether it's real or not, like whether it was yeah, functioning or not. I don't think it was. I think this was actually CG because it only fired once. But damn, Dude, if you threw a twenty cool. millimeter on a fucking sidecar, I'd think that there'd be a little bit of recoil that you'd have to consider there. <laughs> it's it's damn fucking cool to see. Whether um, it's a real gun or not, I was wondering what the hell that was. It's a, it's a doctor. It's awesome. This this setup, yeah, this setup in the road, yes, on the street rather, yeah, that is fucking cool. But they show they show the whole bike moving when that fires, though. I know, and it didn't yeah, recoil yeah, yeah, back yeah. one one inch. So <laughs> bullshit, bullshit. I'll pull it bullshit. up. We'll, we'll do. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Pull it up, Jamie. Pull it up. What do you mean I bullshit? You're we're saying... gonna have a real time replay because I can't. It... I can't show the film. <laughs> I can't show the film on on the recording. So we gotta just keep going. No, but okay. All right, we, whatever. We'll get through this. We'll get through this first. Yeah. But in the road, setting that up like that on whatever bootleg fucking jet, like Trump, whatever like weird tripod they had it set up on in the street. Uh, in this picture. Very interesting. It looks like, a, it's like just, yeah. it, just, it just looks like an overblown version of the original Madsen with uh, tripod without the uh, without that bracket on there. So sure, might be. Cool. Yep. Um. So yeah, armor car. Armor two, two, car. One, one, two, 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 two. Oh, and a Panzer two. 
and then the right. Panzer II, which would be right there. It's a two Charlie, yeah. And, it's, and it's and which which they are, which they are in they are in black there, Brian. See that? In a yeah, post war Yeah, well, those guys are right. And then it's a post war half track as well, an 0810, because it has the yeah. the armor on the top. I did catch that, yep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, that that's a ferret they built it off of, which is pretty close. It must have been, yeah, because it's four wheels and Yeah. And it, you can yeah, see the back sh- of the armor doesn't look right though. The the angle's not right when it pivots to no. the right along the side of the road. But they're rare. You know, like I said, there's three in the world. Do it and like the they built it and, it and it it fucking got the point across, man. Like oh yeah, it's cool. Again, yeah, the early great shit. Drilling. And you know, it, it's sometimes I think it's in one movie or something. You see the two three two or the two three one, which is the eight wheeled armored car, which is the really fucking strange looking one you see in the early part of the, the world. The one the French ripped off in the fucking sixties and seventies. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. No, they did. The they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they well, you know, Germans love to put wheels on things, so you know. Yeah. Until okay, they so, pop, 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 pop. so pulling it off to okay, show the so, the recoil. Okay, here. now we're back to our NFL real time real play. No, they're moving it now. Uh, where would it be? Let's go back just five seconds. Right there. What the fuck see are you doing? Screen. What is going on, dude? There's all I see is IMFDB. Like, oh really? Do you guys? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you guys talking about? I can view it. It's, I have my recording app. Still. I, I quickly put two and two together, but I'd rather you embarrass yourself. Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate like, it. No, I appreciate I it. Thank you. It's like, you see yeah. what's going on? Um, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm looking at the photo, Nate. What am I supposed to be looking for? You're like, oh, I'm right there. That. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, you, do you have a fever, buddy? Migraine? Sorry, sorry. This podcast sorry, is fucked because of you. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, God Shut the fuck up. Don't take a debate and just fucking. It's really working show us what great. You're Good job. I'm trying. It's not fucking. <sighs> There's the movie. There we go. Attempt number thirty-five. Right here. There's a little recoil okay. there. It looks like After yeah. Effects. Uh, After Effects. Like, yeah, that, yeah. On the bu- when yeah. it was on the bike, it did not. Yeah, it's like that thing is gonna fucking. Twenty mil AP would you know fuck up a one of those things. Yeah, and, and the would. and the yeah, and, and the kid and the kid impact is obviously CG. Yeah, and, you know, there's no. a few CGs. Yeah, in I here, thought they but... shot a real kid. <laughs> Look, motherfucker, there's squibs. There's this thing in the industry called a squib. You watch two of them go uh, off prematurely. You should know what the fuck it looks like. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen that firsthand. I, I saw a kid. I saw a Canadian man get painted with fake blood. <laughs> yes. Sorry, he's an American citizen. Though. I had to act like I wasn't angry. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. So, did I job like that. so did I. You don't have to fucking yeah. yeah. I was oh, thinking because I'm like fuck. Oh shit! I am sorry. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit, Michael! I did it. Fuck! Oh shit! Like, I, was, I was not fucking happy. By the way, they're using World War One German canteens, which is fun. I don't know how accurate that is, but like, hey. huh? Yep. Oh yeah, oh, they interesting. Are. I think um, that's I accurate though. I think they were. I think. I think if if that if that or they were all very similar in design. I can't remember which one. It is. Yeah, Mate, yeah, I feel like I, you yeah. should rock a jumper and leather gloves like that. You know, like one of those motorcycle <laughs> guys. That's a good look for you, dude. You know? If you if I had unlimited funding, I would absolutely fucking build a motorcycle <laughs> with a twenty millimeter fucking Madsen <laughs> on it. So if Nathan ever makes a blockbuster, watch out because he's now he's a Maxim or a, oh, uh, dude, a I'm Danish gonna, like reconnaissance soldier the rest of his I'm, life. I'm gonna I'm gonna just do Danish Danish films all day long. It's so two in the morning. Why are you budget. wearing goggles? Why are they shooting <laughs> vehicles with machine guns that they know it's not gonna penetrate? 
That's what you're teaching. Well, hey, no, okay. Remember, there's a good reason to shoot a ve- an armor with a machine gun because of periscopes. You can quickly blind an really? armor crew. Well, they didn't Especially do an that. experienced one. That's a Panzer 1C. Well, they didn't because... That's a Panzer 1C. That's a Panzer 2. It's a 2? Yeah, it's a Panzer 2. Even though that is built, obviously, I still am very impressed by it. So. It's not bad. I'm it's sure, too big. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a Panzer One Charlie. We have seen Definitely higher Panzer budget two, movies but... do it a whole lot worse. Like that's the thing yeah. about this movie. Oh, oh like, God, yeah. Like I'm not yeah. bitching about it. I'm just saying it's built up and whatever. No, no, no. But like that's. I think that's what always makes me so. I can turn this film on any day and be happy that I'm watching it because it's just like it, there's just there's. I don't want to say like nothing that doesn't like movies that make the mistakes don't have heart, but this movie just feels like it just has heart to it. And I don't, I just, there's, there's just effort on every, there's effort on every single point. They feel for the guys because they're like, they, they're literally fighting against, it's like David and Goliath, except they're not going to get lucky. Right. Yeah. You know, like they're not going to get lucky. And it's, these guys are so fucked. They're so tired and it's just, it's sad, but like, these are trying. There, there's a really cool part of this film. I'm, I'm, I'm scene jumping here for just to give people an aspect. But, like, you know, the cool, really cool thing you see about this movie is, is the whole barracks startup. You know, handing out weapons, like, you know, dishing everything out. You see, like, you know, hey, the crew served weapons being served. You know, like. Yep. Oh, okay. Here's a great example of this. I'm just going to pause it. You can see what I mean by the different end here. Because that's. That's the same one. Look at that end. Yep. Of that That's one. the earlier one. You showed yeah. us. There's no flash yeah. hider. Yep. No, but I I didn't show you on the scene. Though. Like you don't see them much in the movie. But yeah, yep. it's it's super cool. Um. Anyway, um. Mike B, you want to talk about helmets? Nice look. Nice look, Carrie. Yeah. But um, no, the helmets. It'd be a short rant, but like it's. I know why they couldn't source them because originals are like twelve hundred dollars a piece. If you can find them, which you can't, so they're using uh, the nineteen twenty nine or uh, the nineteen twenty three slash forty three civil defense helmets, which are a lot lighter and they had a smooth fi- smooth finish on them, different liner on them. Um, they put the badge on there, which is fine, and they would have had a very rough gray paint um, scheme on them, very rough, and. Uh, it is what it is. Like they, they tried, I guess, but like they should just paint them gray and not fucking this olive green or olive drab rather. Um, no. So with the Danish M23, it looks, it's a goofy looking fucking helmet. It really is. It, it's weird. It's huge. The originals were like almost four pounds, but they actually were probably some of the best design and like protective helmets of that era. And like just the way they were shaped and like how big they were. So they, yeah, it sucks that there weren't a lot of them that survived. No, I, I was going to say like, you know, the, 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 even though it sucks that we, they, you know, they, they can't get to that perfect T. I still think that having, civil defense helmets i know it's not the 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 super detailed thing that we would want oh yeah but like damn at least they got like civil defense helmets the the look of it like yeah and it's like Like, yeah yeah. you got them because it's it's again i i do not expect 
even with a $3 million budget, right? You give me, mm-hmm. as a costume designer, you give me a half a million bucks, mm-hmm. I'll get the uniforms looking great. I'll be fucked if I can find good Danish M23 helmets, like real ones. There's no right. way. Right. There's no fucking way. And that's in the States. And in Europe, it's the same thing. I've talked to guys in Europe. They're like, nah, those things. Just like the Polish WZ-31 Salamandra helmets, right? Same thing. They had a very, very... I just wish that, like, they would have put, like, some faux or even, like, a real texture and a gray paint on there like the original 23s were. So it would be more... It wouldn't be... They would have, like, no shine to them is what you're saying. Correct. All right. They were extremely textured, like really big. They use wood think, chips. Do, mm, wow. do you think the reason why? Do you think the reason why that there are none in existence? A, I know there wasn't that many to begin with because they were done in a day, and then they changed it to the civil defense helmets during occupation. Right? Is that correct? Is, am I, yeah, they still use right real on ones for no? civil defense, but. It, yeah, they started they started producing the forty threes in forty three or around okay. there. Okay, so 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 yeah. so my so so yeah, so during so during occupation. So my yep, my yep, correct. my yep. my my question to you is did they then repurpose the twenty threes to do more civil yes. defense? Okay, so that's why we don't see that many of them in existence then. That's why we don't see them and if you you'd have to hold them because the, mm-hmm. the original twenty threes are heavier. They're uh they're uh, a heavier steel, like the heavier weight than the civil defense helmets were. The civil defense helmets, they're still steel, but they're just lighter weight. You could know, you, and whatever, um, and could, could you, so like if someone had a civil defense helmet, could they see if there was, if there was, if their one helmet was a 23 by just by the weight or would it have to be more than that? Yes. Okay. Yep. There's a difference. Yep. Okay. All right. A slight, curious. it's a very slight difference. It's like probably a couple ounces. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still yeah you could tell and also the shape's a little bit different like these are they're not bowed out as much on the top like they're not as big mm-hmm. um like they're bowed out on the sides the the flange is pretty okay but like the skull like area itself was mm-hmm. bigger originally on the twenty threes right and. Not by again, it's 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 like not by much. Like you have to be a really fucking retarded nerd like myself to kind of see that. But um, that's also why I think it was one of the best. Excuse me, I'm burping. Um, best designs because if you got a hit with it, I don't know the grade of the steel. I don't. I've never ballistically tested one, and I'm probably never going to. But like, if you get a dent and your head is away from the metal, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect you at all. Like. You'll get some shock, you know, you know, you'll be, your ears will be ringing and like, you might get, oof, a little double vision for a bit, but like, it's not going to like, you know, crack your fucking skull. Right. And so it's- that's why I think the Danish M23 was one of the best design helmets of the second world war. Mm-hmm. As goofy looking as it is, as big as it is. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. It's like having my civil one here. Uh, that you helped me identify about a year ago and told me it wasn't real mm-hmm. and crushed my heart in a thousand bits. Uh, I told Devin that too, and he was like, "No, it's it's." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's a civil defense helmet." It's, um, but it is one of the most comfortable fucking helmets I have, think I've ever worn, and I wear the yeah. M1 a lot, and mm-hmm. I love this helmet. I would rather wear this helmet in anything than that. 
I, 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 I it's well, it's danger. So you look at this, like they, they actually factored in like when you're prone shooting. That's why it goes way up in the back, right? And that's why, and, and so that's why actually, I love it. Yeah, yeah, because you can actually. It's have got a, a lot of picture. side protection, yeah. front protection, and it's like, yeah, it's it's a goofy looking fucker, but it's I think it's one of the best design helmets of that time. I agree. Um, for protection of like you know artillery fucking shit around the battlefield that's like going off like rocks and whatever. Um, but yeah, it is big and it's heavy, but yeah. The Danes now rock a Stonhelm, right? Like, is that what they normally do with their modern military? Like, would they have... No, they, well, yeah, it's not Stonhelm. It's, uh... It's well, just, the, 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 I mean, we, so do we, technically. It's the design of the modern it, era. Well, it's, I mean, it's like, influence kind of... Basically, okay. <laughs> no, I, 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 look, we don't have time to run down. That. Brian, Brian's gonna fall asleep if we. Okay, no, they, 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 they wear, uh, they wear a version of the Schubert B eight two six Gefechthelm, which is the German helmet that, like, the German composite helmet mm-hmm. that, like, Austria or no, Austria uses the French F two, um, but like they use a version of that, just like Norway does, um, Holland does, Belgium does, Germany does. Uh, Switzerland does, mm-hmm. so they they use yeah, but it, it looks like a sh- a Pazgit, I would say, not a Stahlhelm. Right. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, they 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 went to that. They actually uh after World War Two, they actually used an M1 style, like they wore an M1 style until they went to the um, Gefechthelm. Oh, that's a hundred percent a fake. I just saw that. What? I just I forgot. Yeah, their their Danish Madsen is a complete fake. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I saw the close up. It's it's I I don't know why. I think I knew that, but take a look at it real quick. Uh right here. Look at the close up when it does the muzzle. Oh, sh- yeah, that bo- <laughs> Oh, it's a yeah. fucking hex nut. Yeah, it's like a hex yeah. nut that's not... And look and look at the back. Look at look at the Yeah, it's all it. like fucking oh, yeah, yeah. Pr- like 3D yeah. printed or something. That's it's bent. Stuff. It's bent. Yeah, yeah. the yep. knob's too shiny. The yeah. barrel. Yeah, it's, I knew. It's I, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So their so their Portuguese one is real, but their but their 1902 remake is a total. You thing. suck. <laughs> I take it back. This is the worst film ever. <laughs> one out of ten. <laughs> one out of ten. three. Uh, God damn. Fuck uh, this. The, the, the so point should... is the point is call Nate if you ever want a on a World War II Danish film that looks good. Yes, and then I will jerk all over your script. Yeah, I will. I will Madsen yeah. you up. Is what he'll say. I'm gonna yeah. make uh, April 9th in ten hours, not twelve. <laughs> um, so I guess we should probably go to final thoughts. Sure. Because uh, we are hitting at uh, hitting at about an hour and a half, give or take. Can't even see Brian anymore. He is so regressed into oh, the bed. There he is, he Jesus is Christ. Gone. There he is. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> schnoz coming out to play. Nathan's the fucking creature from the Black Lagoon. But yeah. Yeah, Nathan's not looking great. No. When did he? This goddamn shit beard. Yeah, not good. I've, I've never looked great. It's okay. <laughs> I, I agree with that statement. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, who wants to lead? I think that you should lead. Yeah, agreed. Okay. I'll follow, and Michael will get out of the way. <laughs> um, so, again, I I really, really like this film. Even though we've talked about little things here and there and 
little technical sh- li- little technical stuff, little little bits of stuff and some background. It still does not detract from I think the really 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 well done film of an era that we don't ever see at least in the states. Um and I don't think one that's been done so well in terms of cinematography, editing, sound. I didn't hear terrible sounds either. Um, I know we didn't talk about that, but I didn't. There's not any horrible sounds in this. Um, I even like the color grading. It makes it cold and dark. Uh, yeah, there's a prop Madsen. Who cares? Yeah, there's a 42 and 40. And to me, don't care. Is there civil defense elements? Yeah, no, don't care. Don't care. Um, I I I really 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 enjoy this film, and I think it's the only film I can actually go back and watch countless times and never be bored. And it is a smaller length film, which I think is makes it perfect. And uh, yeah, uh, so this is probably a little bias, but ten out of ten for me. I I love this film. It is just great. Uh, Mike A. Um, so yeah, it's funny. I didn't mention that, but it's true. Yeah. When I was watching this, I, I, uh, eventually like once they got to the town, I just, you know, popped the bar up to see how much longer it was. And I'm like, holy shit, this movie's almost over. You know, and it just flew by, flew by. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I think it's really good as well. Um, I, uh, I always love a mo- a war movie that's very unconventional, you know, that's not about the victory, not about trying to, uh, you know, um, slay the enemy or all that stuff this is this is uh this is this is my kind of thing you know very uh unconventional against cliche type stuff and uh, i thought it was very well done i liked i liked all of it um what else can be said uh you know it's a movie about losing and you gotta have we need to have more of those in terms of war because that's that is what war is for one side you know one side or you know it's it's a someone does lose in it and um that's what this is all about and i love how it never mentioned you know later on that how germany lost the war or anything like that it ends right once they're uh they've been taken prisoner so uh yeah super good movie um i'm gonna give it an 8.5 out of 10 and uh i'm gonna go up to uh mr b yeah um a lot of the points that I was going to make were already made, of course, because we're very like-minded nerds. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's something that, on the macro level, touches on a subject that people should know about. Like, hey, Germany just didn't become this massive force that the United States went to war with, right? It's like, no, they, they literally took over countries very methodically and very successfully. And these countries... They tried to put up a fight. They just couldn't. And it's not its not a fault of theirs. They're just not ready for it. Germany was. That's the, that's the issue. And this really shows that. Like, oh, we're issuing 40 rounds per man. 40 rounds? What the fuck is that going to do? You know? And, you know, a lot of these guys weren't good shots, like they said. Blah, blah, blah. Details. Um, yeah, the tentacle shit. Whatever. The 42. The fucking... The helmets, as much as I, like, ragged on that, it's not that I'm ragging on the film. It's, like, I understand why they couldn't. I would have just done some paint. You can do that. But I get why they had to use the civil defense helmets, okay? But it still is the Danish look of 1940. That's what they were wearing. 
and those fucking helmets are awesome, and I fucking want one. But um, anyway, no, and the Danes, like, they're not overzealous. They're just kind of like, what the fuck is going on, which is what I would imagine those guys would have been thinking because they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yep. The Germans, too, like, the Germans are not portrayed as, like, these evil fucking, you know, oh, whatever. Like, they give them quarter. Like, in this scene that you've got frozen, Nate, the guy surrendering in the street at the end, it's like they give him quarter. They talk to him. They were nice. They were respectful as much as you can be in this shitty situation. Um, and yeah, it is what it is. Like, uh, what the fuck else? Like, yeah, showing that like kind of these guys would rather kind of fight, at least put up, put up something of a fight than just surrender. And the Germans respected him for that. And then their countrymen respected him for that afterwards. You know, it's like, hey, you tried. You tried. But again, it's like David and Goliath, except you're not lucky. Like, you've, you've got nothing. And so they portrayed that very well in this film. And it wasn't over-dramatized. It was just fucking how it was. The civilian interaction was good. Um, the combat was actually pretty decent. Because it wasn't fast-paced. It wasn't like Saving Private Ryan or like whatever, where it's just like, oh, in your face. It's like kind of slow and whatever. It's not everybody's killing everybody in every shot, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and also just very well done. It's just not it's just not a stupid fucking war movie, you know, that I would consider. Um, so, or I, I would not consider it a stupid fucking war movie. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to also go with Mike A. That's what I was actually thinking of the number in my head. Eight and a half out of ten. Brian. Nice. Yeah, you know, it's it's always hard to go last with these because everything else has been said, but it's a really great film, you know. Um, it really uh, gets that early war period very well and just the craziness of, of what Blitzkrieg did to the West. Um, so definitely worth a watch. And it fits very well with other, you know, films about the early part of the war, like Dunkirk, um, the older one or the new one. Um Battle of Britain and everything, you know, it really, uh, it's the first film to really watch if you want to talk about, you know, Blitzkrieg in the West. So awesome film. Um, so yeah, that being said, I'll have to be cliche and I'll have to give it a nine out of 10. Um, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So definitely recommend that you watch it if you have any interest in the Second World War or, or history or military films in general. It's just really cool. And uh, then you too will join the quest to get the Forbidden Helmet. So <laughs> good luck. If you if you if you get if you if someone has access to a real Danish M23 and a Madsen, I'll give you both my testicles. Okay, you can put it <laughs> give, in a jar. A f- give Nathan your address, and you might get murdered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A full blown neutering, full blown for, neutering who, for that helmet. Who the fuck wants those nasty dried up <laughs> things, Nate? <laughs> Jesus, it's not much of an offer, really. It's like two nutmeg nuts rattling in so, a jug. Yep. Putting yeah. putting the uh, scores into the computer that will tell us if the Germans will be able to take all of uh, Denmark in one day, we get a score of nine. So definitely Solid. higher on the scale. Yep. And uh, great film, yeah, great film. Watch it. There's no reason not to. You know? Absolutely great film. Yep. Yeah, and and you know, in other films, I probably would dock it an MG42 of being like. 
like actually having a hindrance on the score. And the, I think the only reason why I don't hold it to the same candle is that is that it doesn't plague. The, it, it it's not like the MG42 was in the scene for a long time. It's not the focus point. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's like one yep. shot done. If it was like we cut back to the 42, the engagement of moving around with the 42, then yeah, I'd give it a lower score. But no, it's 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 great. So before Brian fades into nothingness, uh, I think I think we will before he becomes one with the bed that he is sitting on right now. Uh, I guess we will we will be on our way out. Uh, it's like the thing. What's next, Master and Commander? After this, we already did yes. this. What the fuck? No, 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 no. In release, <laughs> that's what's coming out. Oh, oh, yes. okay. Next week, yeah. Because someone uh, who lives in Maryland who hey, happens to be a co-host hey, of the hey, podcast. Hey, motherfucker! I'm gonna wait till 11:59. This is gonna go up on April 9th on the 83rd anniversary. Okay. Yeah, somebody did math and told me that I, he's going to leave the podcast unless we release it. <laughs> so next week we will have Master and Commander, and then who knows? Yeah, Master Commander, great film as well. So, oh. dude, we we even hit some bangers lately. Yeah, you know, yeah, we some, need some bangers I've never seen. So well, no, cool. no, that's not true. Yeah. No, that's yeah, not true. It, we were brought way the fuck down with Fall of Berlin. Mm. I mean, well, this is to counter that. Okay, yeah. Okay, hey. I put that out of my mind. It's already released. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Let's never speak it's of that done. again. <laughs> that fucking thing. Yeah. So like, no, but like we've been hitting some fucking good, good shit yeah. lately. Yeah. So, I think yeah. after that, we're going to take to the skies. So I'm not sure. What yeah, we should, yet, we should but. definitely start doing that shit. You know, the, it's, it's been a while it. since we've, we've been off the ground. Is, um, and then, and then so. what? You're going to throw me into the mud of Passchendaele? Is that what's going to happen? You're gonna bring me down. Gonna you're gonna bring you your cavalry charges of water. You're gonna yeah. bring me down with a fucking Peter Gross. Bomb squares. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Passchendaele is a fucking dumpster fire. And then we're gonna so paint our faces blue and kill some British people in well, fucking. Peter Europe. Gross is or Paul Gross or whatever the fuck his name is. He's the star <laughs> actor of that. I think um, it was. I think it was. Paul, it was the same guy who did uh, Hyena Road. I know. I, I'm yeah. very well aware. <laughs> oh, Passchendaele. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. front and center yeah, in his own movie bad. again. So back in the fucking day before I, before I knew what cinema was and like what a good movie was, I looked at I watched that film and I was like, this is fucking dog shit. <laughs> I got we need to bring back I, Devin. Yes. yes, I got cu- yeah. I got curious and I looked up a scene and I watched him easily plunge through a human skull like it was literally like yes. a sandbag. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you you you're just starting. <laughs> you're just starting. Now I'm excited on the fucking idiocy of that fucking film. But yeah, um. We'll, we'll talk about this shit, you know, to not bore our fucking. We'll talk about it audience, when we actually you know? have to go through that dumpster fire of a fucking movie. I can already imagine it's going to be awful. Oh, it's 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 fun. Jesus <sighs> Christ! This and on that bombshell. So bomb <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, go ahead, Brian. Lead us out. <laughs> That's the bombshell because Brian's oh. gone, <laughs> and that just goes <laughs> silent. Just goes silent after that. Catch you guys next week. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.